Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Becky. Um, so uh, I saw this book come out, and I had to read this because this is one of my all-time most favorite, I love her always, authors. And Jenny... I So we're reading, on this quick shot of romance, we are reviewing The Game by Vi Keeland. This is a standalone sports romance. Is this your first standalone Vi Keeland? Because we did a Penelope and Vi book. Right. No, it is not. Okay. Because this book was magical. It was. It was really good. <laughs> so very good. Um, okay, so the release date of this is January 14th of 2023. This tropes of this book were meet cute, football, sports romance, opposites attract, forbidden, nerdy heroine. She is a mathematician. Yes. Almost has her PhD. Yeah. Uh, put out percentage was 54%. And um, it's a complete standalone. You do not need to read any other books to read this book. Are there even, are there other books connected to this book? No. Okay. no. This is how, so in my opinion, this is what Vikelin does exceptionally well. She just writes these standalone books. You know all the characters. You're in love with the characters. So if she did write a follow-up, you probably would go over there and read it, but it didn't need it. Right. Yeah. You, all the characters, you had enough. Yes. Yeah. I agree. And it really shows the dynamicness of writing a standalone two-person HEA. Like, I right. did, she puts her books, a lot of her books are in New York City. She uses a lot of um, landmarks that are common knowledge landmarks. And because of that... There's not a lot of world building that needs to do. And we just see that really. Makes, yeah, that makes sense. We just see really strong, full out characters with fantastic character arcs. Yes, which this book was a very good reflection yeah. of. I think by her putting it in a place that we all kind of know, even if you've never been to NYC and you only know it from TV or movies, by her choosing that as the setting, she doesn't have to world build for us. Right. Yeah. And even even if you don't know New York, you know, the like there's five verbs and like there's kind of the tension between the verbs and you don't need to know how they're laid out. But yeah, you have enough working knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's start off with... The characters in play here, our hero in this book's name is Christian Knox. He is the star. No, we're going to skip it. Okay. I, I still say you should read the blurb if you're going to read the book. Did what? you read it? No. I just heard it. <laughs> okay, Jenny, read the blurb because now we need to read the blurb. I don't know why. I feel, like it gave, I feel like it gives information. The book just starts like... It's not like a summary of the book. Okay, give us the blurb. <laughs> it started out like any other Tuesday. I spent 12 hours writing algorithms for one of the largest companies in the world and then came home to work on a pet project of mine. 
eating facts about the men I knew into a formula to find my perfect match before my 20s came barreling to a close. But the man, but then a man knocked on my door and handed me some papers that turned my life upside down. Apparently, a father I never knew existed had left me something in his will. That something turned out to be a part ownership in a professional football team. Next thing I knew, I was learning a sport I knew nothing about by spending time with the team's quarterback who was out with an injury, a man who my formula would definitely determine was all wrong for me. Christian Knox was too handsome and confident for his own good and could have any woman he wanted. Only lately, the only woman he seemed to want was me. But there was no way I was getting involved when I, I was now his boss, even if he was insanely gorgeous and had the dirtiest mouth I ever came across. It would be wrong, wouldn't it? Probably, but you know what they say about things that are wrong. Sometimes they feel so right. I guess you're right. This book really does pick up as the blurb ends. Right. You don't see the guy knock on her door and be like, hey, guess what? <laughs> That's a really phenomenal blurb, too, because it sets up the story, but that doesn't even touch the story. Right. That's and that's why I told you you had to read it because like I love that because sometimes I read the blurb and so then I'm anticipating what I read in the blurb like so when are we going to get to like the secret baby or when are we going to get to the fake relationship part but this doesn't give any of that away it doesn't and the other thing you know I don't read blurbs because a lot of times I think the authors put the best parts of the book in the blurb and like you said you sit there and you anticipate when are we going to find out she's got pregnant and it doesn't happen till 84 percent why did you trope the book that why did you put that in the blurb because they already had this well-established relationship long before whoops i'm pregnant right okay so this was a good blurb note everybody if you want good blurb write it like this (laughs) Um, because basically that blurb was a little bit of a prologue. Yeah. Yeah. It. Ju- I mean, the book just jumps right in. Because like, the book starts, the heroine's name is Bella Keating, and it starts with her walking into the corporate offices of the football team. And it is two years. From the knock on the door. From the knock on the door. And the reason it's two years is because... Her half-siblings have taken her to court and are trying to prove that their dad did not intend to leave her, right. the, like, the football team. Because she's the majority owner now. She's not a partial yes. owner. She owns like 85% of it. And yeah. her two sisters only own less than like, 20%. Yeah, they have like the remaining 15% divided between them. Yeah. And... Just so we're all clear, they're the evilest of... I call them the evil stepsisters. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. They are, yeah, they are definitely, like, beyond stereotypical evil stepsisters. They are not good people. I do not like them. We could have pushed them down an elevator shaft. Like, bye-bye, see you later. Um, But, so she's walking into her first day, and actually, her walking into that first day was so funny. It could have totally been a movie, because she's kind of a mess. She's really frazzled. She's not exactly sure where she's going. 
She walks in the doors and, of course, is met right by security. And they want her ID. Right. And here They're comes like... her assistant, like, chugging out of the elevator <laughs> to her. And he's like, don't you know who that is? And the security guard's like, well, yeah, it's Bella Keating. And I have to get her a badge. And he's like, she's your and as she's sitting there trying to get her credentials and get through the security and all this stuff she sees this pizza delivery guy that just gets waved on through as he's headed to the elevators and she's confused because why does the pizza guy get to walk through and she owns the team (laughs) right and it was so funny but come to find out so her sister her stepsister, half-sister, whatever, the evil one, sets her up um, and tells her that the pizza delivery guy has been inappropriately flirting with her and harassing her. And so Bella, who is, doesn't know anyone, because for two years she hasn't been able to make contact while this lawsuit was going on, has stepped into this role and... So she's like, well, we can't have that. We can't have someone around here delivering pizza that is hitting and being inappropriate to staff. Like, she's not going to accept this. Yeah, and that's one of the things I love about her. Like, she is, like, on this, like, right away. Yeah, so she calls pizza delivery guy into her office and starts to give him a dressing down. Turns out. He's the star quarterback for her team. It's a tradition the Monday after they win that they get pizzas to the executive office for breakfast. And she is embarrassed. And so Bella herself, let's talk about her as a general, as a character. She is very, very book smart. Right. And even and and her life has not been easy. Yeah, not even a little bit like raised by a single mom barely made ends meet when she was 15 her mom was hit by a car and died and she was sent to live with an aunt an elderly aunt who six months after she was there died and then a cousin was given custody of her so here she is like 16 and a half living and this cousin doesn't want her there and she doesn't want to be there she doesn't feel safe there so she leaves and walks away and starts living in um, homeless shelters. Yeah, which, I mean, it seems crazy, but, like, that shows a lot of her character in of itself. Like, because she's willing to take the steps she needs to advance herself without anybody's help. Yeah, she's resilient. Very much so. But she is very book smart. Puts herself through high school. Gives herself... You know, and and helps a friend that she makes in the um, homeless shelter who has is a single mom. She helps take care of the little boy. But in a way, Bella's a little naive to the workings of the world. Right. She hasn't dated a lot. She's had one boyfriend and she has a crush on a guy who. Mm, yeah, I wasn't I wouldn't even call it a crush. Like she's like, yeah. Her we algorithm paper. Yes. Her <laughs> algorithm told her they'd be a good match, so she went that route. Okay, sister friend. Um, but like, 
there were some times particularly because we get to meet her friend that she met from the homeless shelter who's this struggling single mom who has a high school age son now who potential to be this great football kicker with all of this money that she now has, you know, cause she's a billionaire. Um, she didn't move her friend to a new apartment. Well, she, she didn't even move herself right. to a new apartment. Like she's above the 24 hour grocery. Yeah. Like the bodega that the, like the Asian grocery market. Mm. And she lives upstairs in an unsecure <laughs> And the access like the back door. Yeah. You have to go through the store to get to the stairwell to go up to your her apartment. And it was like I mean, I get it. For two years she couldn't live her life and you know, she's living on one income as a mathematician and I'm sure she has school debt and all of that. Right. Well, and she's used to living with next to nothing. And she's also always afraid that like everything's gonna be gone the next day. Yeah. Yeah, so she's just, but she was a really dynamic character, and I, I really liked her, even though at times I'm like, you're not very worldly there. You're not so street smart as you need to be. Well, like, what I liked about that is, like, she wasn't afraid to, like, put her foot in her mouth. Like, like, she confronted the pizza guy, like, okay, we're gonna take care of this now. Like, she didn't even check to, like, see the, like like how legit these claims are or right. if anybody else had experienced this nope just yeah um so let's talk about um christian knox quarterback for the team he is currently on the injured list because he hurt his knee and he's going through some rehab and working his way to getting um back to practice and stuff like that and I think that works so well in this book because it gave us, it gave the reader time to get to know them as a couple without having the confusion of his practice schedule, Crazy schedule, yeah, his team schedule. Um, I felt like that was a really smart choice for a sports romance. I agree. I was going to say the same thing. Like the injury gave us time to see him as a human and not just as a football player. Right. And it wasn't an injury that like he was out all season. So we got to see both, both sides. Yeah. Um, now he, he's a great guy. He is. He's a twin. <laughs> Which Yes. His <laughs> brother Jake also plays football. Yes. And they are identical. Identical. And there's a really funny moment where Bella confuses Jake for Christian. <laughs> and he starts like spilling all these secrets. Like and she's like, like a brother would do. It's just like, I don't know why you're telling me this Christian. <laughs> and then Christian walks up behind. He's like, please stop. Please stop talking. <laughs> it was such a great moment. It was so it funny. Was. Um, I tell you what, I, this, there's some heaviness in this book. There is a there lot. There is. Yeah. You know, Bella's... That was, she balances really well, though. Yeah. Yeah. There's So there's some heaviness in this book, and I'm not going to spoil it, but it's a lot. And she has to come to terms with who her father, John Barrett, is, more than just being the owner of the team. She also has to deal with 
this newfound wealth and what that looks like and the newspapers following her around and the paparazzi. And then she also has, she hasn't come to terms fully with her mother's passing. Right. And her mom having this relationship with John Barrett. And John does speak to us a little from the grave. Um, Bella finds these diaries and planners of his. And it gives her some insight to some things that have happened in her world that she didn't know about. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's a little creepy. Uh, it was a lot creepy, sister friend. <laughs> it was a lot. Um, but it really did add another level of dynamicness to the story. Right. Right, which um, as the story moves forward, like those pieces fall together. Um, and while I do not want to spoil this book for anyone, I have a statement I have to make. And Jenny's like, oh, that's a big statement. Because I did say this. <laughs> in this book, there's obviously going to be a dark moment because Vi Keelan likes to give us, she likes to get us in our feels and make us feel feels that we didn't know we needed to feel. Um right. And I have to say, like, this dark moment is, like, one of the very few times and probably the only time I can remember off the top of my head where, like, I saw, like, I wasn't siding with either one of them. No, no. But you're gasping. You're kind of like, yeah. and your stomach drops and you are riding a roller coaster of emotions because you don't know what side to pick. Like, this is not pick a side. You can't pick a side. Right. You can see both of their reasonings both of their emotions like yeah and i will say that christian he apologizes and bella apologizes and accepts his apology and he accepts her feelings and validates them but that still leaves them not together and it's romance people these people got to come together in the end <laughs> and this grand gesture in the history of all romances that I've ever read might be one of the best, the very tippy tippy best of grand gestures that I have read. And there's a couple of reasons why one, it wasn't overdone. There was no spectacle about it. I agree. He made, he made some choices. She had to make the actions and cause he had made his choices in order to do some things because in either way, it would have protected him and her in the choices right. that he had to make. And it just, it gets you in the heart and all the feels and you're just, yeah, it's big. Yes, it's huge. And, and a lot of times, like we see them planning the big gesture and we experience it from her, like strictly from her point of view. Which was a great touch, which was a yes. great touch because the intensity of his gesture, the intensity of what he leaves up in the air and the importance that it is to him, to the story and to their relationship, you really feel the full impact of all of that in those two to three pages. Right. Yeah. That's your like, oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, such a good book. Just read the stupid it book. book. <laughs> it 
it's totally worth it. Just, just read the book, people. Um, Jenny, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance. Thanks for having me. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 